Happy Tuesday to you. It's 537 right now on this October the 26th. Freedom of information. This is a topic I've been harping on a little bit here, I suppose, over the past week or so. The NDP has taken steps to move forward with changes to the province's FOI Act. Yeah, yesterday, B.C. Liberal House Leader Peter Millibar tabled an amendment to the B.C. government's FOI bill, which would end a debate in the House and send it to the all-party committee of MLAs that's supposed to be studying the FOI reform. Something I think most people, whether you support the changes or not, felt probably should be taking place. Let this all-party committee do its job before putting this bill actually on the table. While the province's privacy commissioner has also come out calling this baffling that the government pushing this bill before committee is completing its work. Now, Millibar's amendment failed yesterday, and today the NDP has pushed its FOI bill through second reading with its majority vote. So to speak more to the events surrounding this bill this week and the concerns that come along with it, pleased to be joined by Kamloops North MLA and BC Liberal House Leader Peter Millibar. Peter, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Hey, appreciate you taking the time. Um, I guess just first initial reaction to what happened today is this gets pushed through second reading. I mean, clearly you felt that this, even if, like, regardless of what's in the bill, the all-party committee probably should have been allowed to complete its work before this even was put out on the table, and yet that seems to be not the way this is going. So first of all, just what is your reaction to the fact that this is moving through, despite the fact that we have this committee that's supposed to be doing this work, but clearly uh, NDP not interested in what they have to say? Well, uh, sadly, I'm not surprised with the contempt and the arrogance of due process shown by the Premier and, and his government. Um, the existing uh, Freedom of Information Act spells out very clearly in, in Section 80 uh, that once every six years, that same committee actually has to review the act. Uh, it's part of the legislation. They have to uh, report back to the legislature and, and uh, make recommendations. Um, every six years, that's supposed to happen by law. 2021 is that six-year cycle. And they have totally ignored that process so that my amendment was meant to try to push it back to the committee to let them do their legislative work that they're legally supposed to be doing and, and address the concerns of the privacy commissioner. Instead, uh, we have a seven-page letter from the privacy commissioner where all but uh, two paragraphs is, is damning uh, on, on what is changes are being made. Uh, the premier is trying to remove his office from being subject to freedom of information. Um, the uh, the data linking and off-site data storage of that data where the, the government can, can basically mine your social media footprint of every resident in the province, including children, and, and what they want to do with that information and store it out of country. No one knows. Um, you know, the fees that are associated with this uh, bill. Um, it's just really, really troubling, and it, it's bringing a chilling effect uh, in terms of trying to close the doors to, to government. And there's critical things that we find out through freedom of information. And the Premier can try to make it sound like we want to know if he has a Scrabble app on his phone. Uh, the reality is uh, everyone knows phones are, are many computers now, very powerful devices, store a lot of data. Um, and, and when we FOI as opposition, we're FOIing on behalf of all the taxpayers of the, uh, British Columbia who don't have the time uh, to necessarily look into these things ourselves. And that's what they pay us uh, through their tax dollars as opposition to do that type of work. And that's what the Premier is showing total contempt uh, about. 
One of the things that uh, Premier Horgan did say, or at least hinted towards when kind of uh, speaking to this, when asked a few questions during his media availability last week, uh, was talking about how you guys, the opposition, the BC Liberal Party, has, has been increasing its use of FOI requests. Clearly this was something that the NDP was doing when the BC Liberal Party was in power here in this province. Uh, but I guess, you know, it kind of felt like he was trying to say you're abusing that uh, that that ability to... to put forward requests through the FOI process. I guess, what what is your response to that, given that obviously that was a very useful tool for the NDP government, and it's been a useful tool for you guys throughout the course of, of the NDP's reign here, uh, but yet now they're they're trying to almost blame you guys for abusing it, and that's one of the reasons they want to maybe implement this fee and make things a little more difficult. Well, I, I think the devil's in the detail, and, and the Premier's playing fast and loose with the, with the facts. Um, the fact is that because the government uh, it, it plays games with FOIs that get filed, it can take us three and four FOIs, like one FOI filed with three or four subsequent FOIs, uh, to get the document we're actually looking for. Because they either fire back saying no documents found, or they give you one document that, that uh, means you got an FOI to get the linking document and then the other document uh, to that. Um, you know, a good example is we put in freedom of information requests to find out what happened on the White Rock Lake fire this year. Amazingly, uh, four different requests went in for information on logbooks and activity logbooks, find out what was happening with resourcing and timeframes. Uh, all four came back, uh, no documents found. How is that possible? How is that possible a month and a half after a wildfire that raised through Monty Lake and parts of the West Colon area and took out uh, tons of buildings, uh, that there's no documents to be found within government of what happened with that wildfire? Uh, that's the type of games that this premier is playing in his office, and now he's trying to exempt his office from freedom of information. It's not right. Uh, the public has a right to this information, and opposition is asking for that information routinely because we're doing it on behalf of the taxpayers that are paying us to be an opposition party, just like when the premier was in opposition and he was doing it. Yeah. Um, it, it is simply untenable. Uh, it, it is uh, a gross misuse of their, their power and their majority. And, um, you know, it's really disheartening to see uh, just how quickly they have let their majority go to their head and, and really could give a whip uh, what anyone has to say about their legislation, especially the privacy commissioner. Who, who is held up around the world as one of the, the, the preeminent people when it comes to privacy law and data management of governments and freedom of information. And they're totally ignoring him. And he was one of the architects of this 30 years ago with the, an NDP government 30 years ago. And now they're totally ignoring him. It's, it is uh, beyond the pale. Well, and I've spoken with, uh, late last week, the uh, Freedom of Information and Privacy Association of British Columbia. I had the, the organization's executive director on to speak to this, this bill, and he spoke to a number of the concerns, reiterating a lot of what uh, Privacy Commissioner Michael McAvoy had to say within that seven-page letter that you have referred to here. Now, FIPA has put forward this, I, I guess I'll call it a petition, if you will. I'm not really sure if that's the right word, but they're putting this letter together to have some organizations sign on. I know the BCGEU has signed on. Uh, um, there's a number of other organizations that are on there. I just can't rattle them off off the top of my head here, but that are clearly pushing to see some some significant things removed from what is clearly currently on the table. I don't think this is going to have any impact. I think the NDP, with its majority, is just going to move ahead with this. Uh, but you know, when you when you hear. A lot of concerns from from the media. Obviously, this is a tool that we get to use on a on a. I don't. I wouldn't say we use it very regularly, but it's a tool in our tool belt if we have to use it. Um, and and a lot of other organizations are 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 worried about how. 
they're going to be able to use freedom of information uh, into the future with these new stipulations that are in play. I mean, what what do you think when you see not not just you know the opposition, but organizations across this province speaking out and yet not seeming to get into the actual ear of those who are making the decision? Well, it's, it's it's really sad to see, and and these are groups that typically would actually align with the NDP, um, and, and they're seeing that their access will be cut, their ability to to advocate for their memberships and and the people that they represent uh, will be diminished greatly. I mean, let, let's be clear: the government did not even want to debate this bill. Uh, the minister introduced it in about a two-minute speech, which is very short to introduce a bill. She closed debate with about a minute speech where she lectured us about uh, using misinformation. Yet none of their members, no government members, got up to speak to point out what they thought was misinformation that we were talking about. Um, you know, yet we watched them filibuster and lecture us about uh, not debating a miscellaneous statutes bill, uh, which cr- uh, changes punctuation in various pieces of legislation and updates language to be more modern and, and fitting of a, a modern time, but doesn't actually really change anything. Uh, that that's what they've been choosing to spend their time debating, not actually speaking to and defending a bill uh, that they insist is necessary, that they insist needs to be dealt with now instead of going to committee and letting the committee uh, do its properly legislated mandated work. And, um, you know, it's really quite sad. In August, that committee met for two minutes. You know why they met for two minutes? Because the chair needed to meet and call a meeting for two minutes so he can get paid $12,000 a year now between now and when the House finally prorogues at the end of four years. So that's why they met for two minutes. Um, it is it is ridiculous that they've not had another meeting since, uh, and we know why. There's no doubt the Premier's office is blocking that committee from doing their work. The Premier's office is insisting this gets rammed through, and the Premier's office is insisting that his office be now excluded from freedom of information. If that doesn't set off alarm bells to every citizen in this province, I don't know what should. And and on to top it off, the Premier doesn't want anyone to know what he's doing in his office, but he wants the ability to, to collect data of your social media footprint every time you interact with any government agency, uh, be it a child or be it an adult, be it through schools, be it through, uh, you know, this, the government operates over 150 information-type website portals on social media. They will have access to link all of the times that you go. You make a comment about a BC park. You make a good or a bad comment about a survey they want you to take. It doesn't matter. They can link all of that now with this bill. And they don't want to talk about that. It is it is insidious what this bill is actually contemplating doing. And I, I've heard uh, the gentleman from the Freedom of uh, um Association on, and, and he has said the same things. Everybody is reading this bill the same way, except for the government officials who want to actually uh, collect data at an alarming rate on everybody and and block our access to their information at the same time. Yeah, one of the, the concerns, especially when you're talking about the data mining and storing that information uh, out of country is, is I was told, basically, once, once you do that, once you start that process, once you move that information outside the country... You're not getting it back. It's it's a done deal, right? Uh, so with that being said, in, I assume this is all going to pass. I assume the NDP majority pretty much means this is a, almost a moot conversation in the sense that this bill is going to move ahead without any more amendments, changes being made to it, no matter what you know yourself or outside organizations have to say. Maybe that's not a fair assumption, but I think that's that's how I'm reading the situation as it is right now. 
What can happen next? I mean, do we basically just have to wait until someone else comes into power and can make some changes to the FOI Act? Or, or you know, what, what happens after this? Well, at, at the end point, that what that will be what would happen is, uh, you know, a new government would have to make changes and, and actually get us back to actually having uh, people have the ability to rightfully so access uh, information and documents through the Premier's office and, and other government agencies. In the short term, uh, the next step on the bill is that it goes to what we call committee stage, and we walk through section by section and ask lots and lots of questions. Uh, the minister will be there to answer those questions with all of her staff advising her, so there's no should be no excuse of, I can't answer that question right now, or I'll get back to you on that. Um, and we are going to methodically and, and uh, with professionalism and, and on behalf of the residents of, of all of British Columbia do our job as opposition and make sure everyone fully understands the magnitude of every single clause of this bill so that by the time the final actual vote comes, hopefully there's enough of an outcry that the government uh, regains some common sense here and withdraws the bill at the 11th hour. Um, you know, it's a bit of a long shot, but that's our intention. And that's what we're going to do is, is to really shine a bright light on these very problematic uh, uh, sections of the bill. Uh, all sections that uh, it's unanimous across the province are problematic. Um, you know, the government doesn't seem to have a lot of people trying to defend this bill. And they won't even stand up and defend it themselves in the legislature. So that, that speaks volumes. Their silence speaks volumes in and of itself. It's going to be a fascinating process to watch complete itself. It's already been very, very interesting to watch to this point. Uh, and, uh, you know, despite our concerns, it feels like this is uh, an imminent change that's on its way. So I appreciate you coming on and speaking to this, Peter. It's definitely a concern I think a lot of people need to, to have, whether you use FOI on a regular basis or never at all. It's still something that I think will impact every single British Columbian at some point. Uh, so I really appreciate you coming on and speaking to this. Great. Thanks so much. Anytime. Awesome. Peter Millibar right there, BC Liberal House Leader, and, of course, Kamloops North MLA. Always enjoy having Peter on the program. I wish we had more positive things to talk about, uh, but, man, this is a process that uh, I don't want to necessarily say it's uh, frightening, but it's it's frightening, honestly. I, I don't know if there's a better word for it. The fact that they want to take our information and store it outside of this country... That concerns me. The fact that they want to charge a fee to file an FOI request, that concerns me. Uh, the fact that we have organizations who are traditionally NDP supporters saying, what the heck are you doing? That's concerning. The fact that you have MLAs who are unwilling to really defend the bill itself, but are obviously willing to put their hand up to vote in favor of it, that concerns me. The fact that I have lawyers telling me that this is going to be a, a significant issue for, for them as they try to do legal work and defend people and do their jobs, that concerns me. The fact that journalists in this province might have more difficulty when it comes to accessing information, that concerns me. I don't know if there's anything within there that's not concerning, to be totally frank. The fact that the Privacy Commissioner is very adamant against this Bill 22 moving forward, that's concerning. I mean... The organization in charge of freedom of information, that's the kind of the watchdog, if you will, in this province for it. They don't like it. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing, not one person I've spoken to that says this makes sense. It shouldn't make any sense.